What is going on, everybody, and welcome into the latest edition of the Jim Bratton Podcast. I'm sort of going to just go ahead and dive on into today's show without too much of a long introduction like I normally would, reason being because I've already been experiencing some technical difficulties today as far as power outages go. Apparently, there was a storm that blew through the neighborhood recently that sort of sort of uh, not knocked out my power for a split second. But it is back on now, and I'm going to go ahead and just try to dive into today's show and get through it as quickly as possible before the next round of storms decides to start coming in. Uh, but, but before I do get into today's show, I would just I would just like the for the listening and viewing audience of the Jim Bratton podcast to per- participate in a brief moment of silence for me very quickly. And the reason for that being the impending death of the Pac-12 conference, because after this weekend, I think it's probably fair for a lot of people to assume that the Pac-12, as we know it, may not be around for much longer, at least after this season going into 2024. So if if you all will just, just, if you all would just like to, I should say, participate in a brief moment of silence very quickly. Thank you very much. Now, you all may be wondering and asking me, Jim, what was, what are you doing having a moment of silence for a college athletic conference on your show? And, of course, my answer to that would be, over the past weekend, there was just a mass exodus of teams from the Pac-12 conference. Allow me to catch you guys up for those of you who may not be aware. And this is going to be starting in the 2024 season. And of course, the Pac-12 had already been dealing with a lot of teams, well, two in particular, USC and UCLA, deciding to move to the Big Ten starting in 2024. Uh, But over the weekend, we discovered that Oregon and Washington have decided to also take their talents 
to the Big Ten as well. Not only that, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah will also be leaving the Pac-12 and will be joining the Big 12 in 2024, as will Colorado and Deion Sanders. Coach Prime is taking the Louis is going to be taking all of the Louis Vuitton luggage in the form of the players that he brought with him to Colorado to the Big 12, where, of course, Colorado was a member for the longest time, going back a few years now, up until the point where I guess all of this big realignment stuff with conferences started coming to the forefront originally was when, uh, of course, Nebraska joined the Big Ten, blah, 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 and Colorado decided to leave the Big 12 the first time to what we now know is as the Pac-12, and of course are now going back to the Big 12 starting in 2024, or the Colorado Buffaloes. And the Big 12 has also taken in some new members this season as well in 2023. Uh, Just this year, the Big 12 welcomed BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and the University of Central Florida, UCF. And of course, as many SEC fans know, the University of Texas, or the other UT, as a lot of people know them to be, and the University of Oklahoma will also will be joining Texas in joining the SEC starting next year. So, where does that leave the Pac-12, you might ask? Well, starting next year, unless, and this is in 2024, obviously, Starting in 2024, unless some sort of radical changes are made and conference mergers are announced, which I'll get to a little bit more in detail here in a few minutes, then unless any of that happens, then the Pac-12 in 2024 is going to consist of Four ten, not one, not two, not three, but four teams. Wow, can you can you really have a? And I'll get into the this next point I'm about to make here in a minute as well. But can you really sustain a conference with with four teams? It's Really, really hard, hard to sustain a fantasy football league with four teams 
for for goodness sake, let alone an entire athletic conference. But anyway, I digress. Who are those four teams, you may ask? They are Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State. And there's already been some rumors that have been swirling around about different steps that Stanford may take as they attempt to remedy this. Uh, one, one of those rumors that I can name off the top of my head is that the athletic program and Stanford, to, the, to their credit, from top to bottom, has put together a very solid athletic program. Obviously, they have not been as successful on the football field, but their baseball team is definitely successful. They're, they're sort of the Vanderbilt of the West Coast, if you will, in more ways than one, but both athletically and academically. And so they've really put together a solid overall athletic program. Their, ba their basketball teams had, have had some moments over the last decade or so. The, the women's team in particular more so than the men's, blah, 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 blah. So they've really put together a solid total program, if you will. But there's been a rumor going, on, going around about Stanford that maybe they leave a conference and sort of go independent, much like we see today with a school like Notre Dame, for example. And I'm sure there's different, all sorts of different ramifications that have to go into that scenario as well. But that's just one rumor that I've seen going around the interwebs about Stanford. As far as the other three and what their plans are, up until this point, I have no clue. But back to the just general rumor mill, this is going on beyond the Pac-12 because in addition to all of the schools that I've just mentioned, none of the, none of what I'm about to say right now has been confirmed, but we're already seeing excuse me, we're already seeing rumors start to swirl around about teams like Clemson and Florida State leaving the ACC. And so that could just really That could really, how should I put this? That could really just set up a very crazy scenario for even more expansion because when you, just from a general college football fan's perspective, when you look at the some of the success that Clemson in particular and Florida State have had, 
over the last decade plus or so, you begin to wonder why they didn't already consider making the change from the ACC and going to the SEC, for example. That would definitely set up some very intriguing rematches with Florida State and Tennessee, for example. I'm just going to throw that out there right off the bat. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge to Tennessee Vols fans. But especially going back to Clemson, just based on the the track record of success that they have had just staying from a football perspective and all of the success they've had with guys like Trevor Lawrence under center and especially Deshaun Watson under center at the quarterback spot on the football team. They've really been really outperforming the other ACC teams. And so we begin to wonder if the level of competition in the ACC is really up to the standard of where Clemson or even an up-and-coming team like a Florida State, for example, whether or not that is sort of below their pedigree, if you will, that that level of competition. Here's where all of this expansion comes into play, and the reason for all of this expansion comes into play. It's it's really all about TV contracts and revenue and you know the bigger the bigger the and I'm I'm not faulting any particular conference for this or I'm not trying to do that but the bigger the conference is the more exposure you are going to get and the more revenue and teams that are going to want a piece of that pie. So it's really all about TV revenue and athletic revenue and the ma- and obviously the main focal point and the main word that I'm trying to emphasize here is very much revenue. As I've said before on this show several times, it really is all about the money. And, of course, one of the things that I've also said for the longest time is, and this is becoming more more and more correct, apparently, as the days and weeks and years will go by, that what we have come to be known as the Power Five group of conferences is going to turn into the Power Two or Power Three. Those, of course, being the SEC, the Big Ten, and the Big Twelve. I would ra- I would rank the SEC and the Big Ten ahead of even the Big Twelve in that regard, and. 
going back to the TV contract discussion and the re- of course the revenue discussion also ties into that as well how how we just from a from a college football fans perspective what at 2:30 on a Saturday afternoon during football season what do you do you you turn on CB, the CBS SEC Game of the week, right? I mean, we we all know the song. Da 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 da. I could, I think, I could go on singing the song, but I think I've made my point. And of course, Vern and Gary, and I saw, I sort of, I sort of feel for. What actually, I'm getting behind. It was Vern and Gary. I guess now it's Vern and Brad or Gary and Brad or whichever guys do the CBS broadcast now. Point I'm trying to make is they always seem to find a way to showcase their bias for Alabama every week. They especially especially Gary, because he always found a way to insert Alabama into the conversation, whether they were playing in the game or not. But anyway, having said that, they're not going to be able to do that in 2024 because the SEC game of the week is not going to be on CBS in 2024, the Big Ten is going to be taking that over, I do believe. And, of course, that's another, just one of the things that ties into the total TV contract revenue discussion. And one of the, speaking of TV contracts, another point I want to make, I cannot remember which one of the Pac-12 schools, which one of their athletic directors came out and said this? I I believe it might have been Washington, their athletic director that said this, that the Pac-12 was apparently exploring streaming options with Apple and Apple TV, which of course, so I don't think that I need to point out that streaming is very much a very popular thing now in general society, in general in society. And I guess the Pac-12 must have thought, ooh, look, look at this shiny new toy that we could explore, Apple TV. But the athletic director at the University of Washington, whose name escapes me, said that the opportunities that the Big Ten, and I'm paraphrasing here, the opportunities that the Big Ten provided were just too enticing to pass up, and the Apple TV 
streaming option did not seem like a very sustainable solution. And speaking of sustainability, this is where the... I guess I'm going to bring this up very quickly before I get into who the major winners and losers are in this particular scenario. The fact that going into 2024, the Pac-12 would only have on paper the four teams that I mentioned, Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, and Washington State, is really not sustainable. I mean, much like I was joking about more than anything before, before, but it's really not that much of a joke when you actually think about it. Having a fantasy football team with four teams is about as sustainable as having an actual athletic conference with four teams. It's just not going to work. And some of the things that I've read recently about potential avenues that the Pac-12 could take is that they could start basically trying to pick off some of the other teams from, say, the Mountain West, for example, teams like Wyoming and Colorado State, Boise State, UNLV, I guess, uh, I guess I'll even throw the, the Air Force Academy in there as well, which is, of course, a member of the Mountain West, which really, which really just off the top of my head sets up a very intriguing scenario for the Air Force Academy because, fun fact, a lot of the other, well, I say a lot of the other service academies, Arm, Army, in, I'll just stick with West Point in particular. Uh, Army is actually a independent athletic program, at least in terms of football, which is the main reason why a lot of this has started coming to the forefront, because it is almost football season after all. But... Does the, the Air Force Academy explore the possibility of going independent? I, of course, I've not seen that anywhere. That's just an intriguing possibility that I'm throwing out off, off the top of my head on the Jim Bratton podcast. Very, very intriguing thing to watch for. But the main crutch that the Pac-12 could experience in this scenario as far as merging with the Mountain West goes is how expensive it is. I mean, apparently it could cost some of these schools, I think I heard, up to $32 million to leave one conference in favor of joining another conference. 
And so it's just at the end of the day, it may it may or may not be a little too expensive to do in the long run. But the main question now is who are the biggest winners and losers in this particular edition of the conference realignment scenario? Uh, by far, the biggest winners, some of, some of the biggest winners are the major TV networks that are going to be getting so much more revenue based on and of course the conferences would obviously fall into the same category as well but the major tv networks are big winners because of the obvious telev- tv contracts that they have come to terms to with all of these conferences and of course more te- more teams more expo more teams plus more exposure 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 equals more what you guessed it more revenue more money and of course the the big conferences as i said would fall into this category as well i'm going to put the sec and the big 10 ahead of the Big 12, although the Big 12 should very much not be totally left out of that discussion. The biggest loser in this scenario, and I was debating and going back and forth in my head of whether to put the sort of the smaller conferences, the American conferences, Conference USA in particular, which is, I guess, important to me in a lot of ways because that is the current home of my alma mater, Middle Tennessee State, would fall into the Conference USA discussion. Although I will point out with a lot of the renovations that are going on at MTSU right now. I know they're building a new state-of-the-art athletic facility and Blue, Blue Raider Hall of Fame on their campus and blah, 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 blah. It looks like a very nice facility, but... It's going to cost quite a bit of money, millions upon millions of dollars. And the main point that I'm trying to make here is about MTSU is, you know, signing those, signing those pay-to-play contracts with Alabama and Mizzou is only going to bring in so much. And for a school like Middle... It's going to be very intriguing to see if they decide to eventually leave Conference USA in favor of a bigger and 
stronger conference that can generate more revenue for themselves to pay for aforementioned athletic, state-of-the-art athletic facilities. But anyway, I digress. So I'm, I'm going to leave those conferences aside for now. The CUSAs, the Americans, the, the MACs, and e- even the WACs, the West, which is the Western Athletic Conference, I'm going to leave them alone for the time being. And we will see what plays out with them maybe a few years from now. But the, the biggest loser by far, by far, is the Pac-12. And we may, may very well be seeing the dissolution of an entire conference in real time within the course of an entire weekend, quite frankly, this past weekend. But seeing, just seeing that play out, I mean, I've never, in the, in my 28 years of life, okay, I've never seen a complete conference just dissolve basically overnight. I've seen teams move conferences, obviously, which did not lead to the complete dissolvement of the conference that they left. I I remember when Missouri and Texas A&M came into the SEC. That was, everybody made such a big deal about that, but At the end of the day, that was not even as big of a deal as what this is. And this is really just sort of a really unprecedented situation in many ways. But some of the good things to take out of this expansion, because there are some positives as well. And I'm going to get into just one or two of those before I move on to what my next question is as far as expansion goes. Some of the, one of the things that we are going to see starting in 2024 is the return of some of the classic rivalries that we have not seen in college sports for Many for, gosh, I, I guess going on 10, 10, 11, 12 years now since Texas A&M and Mizzou came to the SEC from the Big 12. And when Texas A&M in particular left the Big 12, that meant that the big rivalry between Texas and Texas A&M went away for a few years, and that sort of turned off a lot of people in those particular fan bases. Uh, Yeah, that is now coming back in 2024 or 2025 or whenever A&M and Texas end up 
playing each other. And that is certainly going to be energizing to the fan base of those schools in many ways, more so than the than the particular athletic directors and maybe even some of the boosters of those schools, A&M and Texas, who sort of had the mindset of, oh, oh well, well, it, it is what it is, I guess. Oh, well. But that mindset is very, very much coming back to bite them in the rear ends due to Texas and Oklahoma, which is another big rivalry that is staying in the same conference. Of course, we all know about the Red River shootout between Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, that is not going to change despite the fact that both schools will no longer be in the Big 12, but will now be going to the SEC. The Red River Shootout is still very much going to be a thing in the SEC. But really quickly before I get out of here today, I want to get to what some of my next questions are as far as expansion is concerned. And the biggest question that I have surrounds the ACC. Of course, I mentioned before the rumor of the mentioned before the fact that the rumor mill is indeed spinning as it relates to Clemson and Florida State. And apparently apparently from what I've heard and seen, the Big Ten has already been in contact with at least Clemson, okay, and the obvious question to take out of this is what is going to be going on in the ACC, which up until this point has been honestly relatively unfazed by all of the expansion talks that have been going on and expansion that has been happening. Although I did mention before the idea that maybe the level of competition in the ACC is not up to par with where Florida State and Clemson have been on a historic basis at least for the last 10 or so years. And the main question that sticks out to me is, will the ACC be the next domino that falls in this situation as far as expansion goes? I'm not going to make a prediction on that today, but it is a question that I do have in the back of my mind, and it's, in some ways, it's going to hurt, it's going to hurt the, 
Maybe not hurt so much the rivalries depending on which schools end up jumping ship, if any. And I'm I'm thinking about basketball more so than football when I say this. But just how how strange would it be from a basketball standpoint to see Duke and North Carolina playing in the Big Ten or even the SEC, for example, more so than the ACC. It's just sort of what the what the weird what the weird sense of reality is around around all of these expansion talks is that it's really taking a lot of time to get used to teams changing conferences in many ways, but you know, we've we have seen it before, not nearly on the scale of this, where we're talking about possibly the dissolution of an entire conference, depending on what other vari- different variables may be at play, if there are any potential mergers that come up or other things of that nature, but it's just strange times that we're living in today as far as the strange, wild, wild west world of college athletics is concerned, and it's going to be one of the very interesting things to watch for, not just going into next season, but for years on into the future as well. Very, very interesting. But with all of that being said, that's pretty much my take on college expansion, if you will. As far as what's going to be going on this week, because apparently this is turning into college fo- college football preview week for the Jim Bratton podcast. I did not necessarily envision beginning college football preview week talking about this, but anyway, here we are. Oops. And as far as Titans Tuesday goes, a lot of you might be looking forward to Titans Tuesday or Titans Tuesday. Ay ay ay. But but uh all joking aside, that's going to probably be put on hold for this week because of the fact that the Titans will be kicking off the preseason on Saturday against the Chicago Bears, and I will probably have much, much more to say next Tuesday as far as the Titans go than I will tomorrow. But I'm, of course... Very, very much looking forward to doing that. But that's for next week. I'm going to hopefully have 
much, much more college football stuff to talk about with you guys a little bit later on this week as well. But with all of that being said, that is pretty much going to wrap it up for me today. I'm very glad that the storms have apparently held off and I was able to get through this broadcast unscathed. But I very much, very, very much appreciate you guys watching and listening to this edition of the show. And I will see you guys very soon. Take care.